and we are back with another edition of the Manly Deeds Podcast, where we have straight barbershop talk for the fellas. That bridges the gap between manhood and society. As always, I'm your host, Melly Mel. And you know, we got your boy Husky and Bearded. We got my man Drew in the building. Talk to the people, Drew. Yo, what's good with it? Ready to drop some gems and stir the pot. Ooh, we cooking. We cooking. Hey, that's fitting for Thanksgiving week two. And you know, we got my boy Life Coach Lace in the building. Hey, man, we in the building tonight, man. I appreciate the opportunity to connect with my guys. Um, I appreciate how Drew mentioned stirring the pot, yo. I've, I've heard that three times today. So we stirring that thing up tonight, man. Let's go. And you know we got your boy T.Roy, a.k.a. Troy. It's your boy T.Roy. Talking about stirring the pot, I was whipping the pot on the court today. Your boy was 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 balling. <laughs> and part of the reason Him wasn't. Why- Part of the reason why Lace was saying that because your boy was was uh, was whipping it up. But yo, check this out. Lace scratched me today. Look at this. Oh, y'all was out there throwing the bones. Look at that. Scratch me up today. Y'all was out hey, there throwing the bones, Troy. Was hooking me in the um in the post. Had his whole arm around me and his nails digging in my side. Won't nobody doing all that, but hey, I, I got I got a new I got a new nickname out here in these NC streets, man. They call me Three D, man. I'm three and D all day, Three and D. That's what all does I that do, mean? man. Shoot the three and play D, baby. That's all I do. Three Three D. So basically nothing. <laughs> hey, I got I got four wins out of it. I got four wins out of it today. He stayed so, on the hey, court. He stayed no. on the court. I I've, I've hooped with Lace quite a bit, and I know for a fact that Lace does not contribute, bro. Lace is <laughs> not contribute, bro. Lace, yo, all mid-range jumpers, bro. Never plays defense. Hey, and he'll swear to God he just facilitating, bro. That's that's. Uh, I've evolved, bro. I've evolved <laughs> to to stay on the court out here. You gotta play defense, so that's what it is. That's yo, I knew is. Lace wasn't hooping when I showed up to the court, and he was wearing lows, bro. Anybody that wears <laughs> lows when they hooping, bro, well, does not contribute. I don't you- know. I, I don't know how they do it either, because I know what you're about to say. A lot of these new dudes be wearing lows, and I don't That's know how fact. they do that, bro. I don't That's know how y'all fact. be doing that. If you out there, you wear lows. We got. Then talk. you a hooper. You nah, a hooper. That's nah. it. <laughs> no ankle support whatsoever, bro. It's the truth. Nobody's going to the rack, bro. Nobody's doing all of that. Like that. See that. That's how I know your game is off, male. Because just the fact <laughs> that you're talking about going to the cup and all, nobody's doing all of that, bro. We, yeah. we we free throw line extended. We shooting jumpers, and that's that. I mean, it's what it is. Hey, I'll be in there. I'm going straight to the paint, bro. Yeah, I'm so you want to bang and all that? Nobody's hey, doing all that. I'm probably gonna miss the layup on hard contact, but I'm going for it anyway. I feel it, man. Uh, Melvin, we got one more minute left in our intro. I got to ask this question. Uh, we coming up on the holidays. What's the holiday plans for the gentleman, specifically for the right. Thanksgiving that we got? How you know I wasn't about to bring that up? Oh. I was gonna use, you, 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 you ahead of me. You I'm ahead my- of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I felt that. I, I was actually, you know, appreciative of Drew saying he was stirring the pot because I was going to use that as my segue to talk about Thanksgiving. But since you just want to go ahead and jump there, um, I don't think I'm doing anything, man. We were supposed to go to uh, D.C. for Thanksgiving, like always, uh, to go to my dad's house. But uh, with my uncle's passing, it kind of, you know, moves uh, some stuff around. Yeah, so it yeah, like yeah. I'm going to be, you know, in Charlotte, you know, and link up with my people and them. Uh, but no, other than that, that's pretty much it, man. I'm, all, I'm off all week, you know, from work. So I don't plan on doing nothing but chilling. Thanksgiving, yes, I really sir. Do nothing anyway. I try to hide uh, until 
you know, the rolls need to be made, then I'll make the rolls mm. and say that was my contribution. To <laughs> and then I'll pretty much watch football for the rest of the day. So that's it, what it is. Man. At least you're doing more than bringing the cups. I give you that. Hey, if you one of those people, that might I ain't gonna say that. That be that be. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. If you one of those people that only bring cups to functions or only volunteer to bring cups to functions, kill yourself. Oh, um, man. No. oh that man! That, 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 that ain't Lee uh, jumped out the window on that one. <laughs> that ain't uh, <laughs> literally, literally. That ain't it, man. We 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 need more than that, but there's there's, there's no contribution. Uh, so it. just just it. keep your cups and stay home. Uh, who else? <laughs> what y'all got going on, man? My brother coming into town on Wednesday. Uh, normally, uh, he don't come in for Thanksgiving, so. Um, he normally just comes in for Christmas, but we're going to do what we've been doing for the last 30 years. We're going to go to my grandmother's in South Boston. We're going to eat, watch the game. South Boston. And keep it and keep it moving, man. That's what it is. That's what's up. That's what's up. Man, I'm laying low, yo. I ain't making no moves, man. My goal is to not leave the crib, eat good, and relax. That is the goal. So um, first time in years, yeah, that haven't traveled for, for Thanksgiving, but it's just one of them times where – just want to rest and refresh, man. Yeah. So it's a it's a, re- a great opportunity for that. I so I'm going to go to my uh, my in laws for uh, Thanksgiving, but I, I really like what Lace what Lace just said though. Um, it's time for we're at that age now where we start making our own traditions and mm-hmm. we start doing our own thing. And you know, parents might not like it, but I don't have kids yet. But I know for Melvin and. Um, for the people on the panel who do have uh, kids, it's at a point where we got you got to start being mindful of your kids and not dragging them around everywhere just so you know people can see them. You know, people can come see y'all. You know what they I'm can saying? Come see us, and I feel that, Troy. I've been doing that. We've been doing that for Christmas the last few years, man. So we sacrifice Thanksgiving and go to people, but for the last few years, man, we just been like, yo, if you want to see us on Christmas, for the most part, you gotta come to us because. You know, that's yeah. too much. And then, Facts. you know, especially, you know, talking about my situation, when you uh, grow up in a split home, you got multiple families and multiple houses, you got to see an entire split time between yeah. everybody. And, you know, that drain gets exhausting. It gets annoying. You know, yeah, so man. I just started saying, you know what, man, I'm going to stay home. If y'all want to see me, come see me. If you want to see your grandkids and nieces and nephews, whatever, you, <laughs> whatever they are, see you. Uh, come to us because I ain't about to keep exhausting myself trying to make sure I go out of my way to see everybody for the holiday. And and let's not let's not forget gas about four a gallon, man. So everybody so doing is, bro. Everybody doing talking that. about premium, bro. And, and 93, about 93 ain't cheap, bro. 93, 93 ain't cheap. Is not so. cheap. It's a smooth four dollars. It ain't even about it's a smooth four Right. You know what I mean? That's how you know you had you made the come up when you're putting in ninety three, but you're shaking your head every time you go to the phone, man. Like, yo, this is ridiculous. Hey, I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. I determined a long time ago that I was gonna put in what I'm gonna put in, and however much that gives me is how much it gives me. So you you speaking in faith, bro. You speaking yo, in faith. I go to the pump, I say, I say, I don't care how much gas is, I'm only putting fifty five dollars in this tank. So whatever feel fifty five dollars get me. It's gonna get me how far it's gonna get me, but I. It's I hard out here, man. Bro. It's I hard. Used out to, here. I used to feel like I had something to prove. I'm trying to fill my tank up, you know, my '93, get it all the way full. Then that drink started getting seventy, eighty dollars one time. <laughs> you know, before we got rid of the truck, I have one time put almost a hundred dollars in that drink. I said no, yeah. no more. 
I feel yeah, it, bro. man. I feel it. Now, for my family, it wasn't like for them growing up, it was very easy for them to go see family because they all lived in the same city. Uh, right, and no right, one right. no one ventured out. And so now that we have people who are venturing out, going living in different areas and stuff like that, it can't be expected for that individual to make the trip all the time, man. That's a fact. That is a fact. Hey, yo, but before, before we get into what we're talking about tonight, I just got to ask this, though, off top, since it's Thanksgiving week. What's the one dish that you're looking forward to the most on Thursday or dessert? Mm. That's mm. a good question. It's a great question, bro. It's a great question. Man. I kick it off. My um, my mother-in-law makes this, like, $100, $200 thing of macaroni and Baked macaroni and cheese, and it costs that much because of all the cheese she got to get. All the cheese, <laughs> the gouda, the <laughs> yes, bro. How many cheeses that, in that thing, though, Troy? I want to say, I want to say it's maybe like like five or seven. For some reason, it's an odd number. I don't know what it is, but it's like mm. five or seven different cheeses, and um, so that's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. That's what it is. That's what it is. For me, man, I'm looking forward to the um, to the ribs, yo. I know that's not necessarily traditionally on a yo, Thanksgiving menu, yes. but because turkey is yes, overrated, bro. bro. Turkey's yeah, overrated. So, so, so nah, ribs regular turkey's and, overrated, but not and, fried turkey bro. and jerk turkey. Yeah, ribs and jerk turkey. Jerk I'm looking turkey. forward to both. I ain't of them. never yeah. had. No jerk I ain't turkey. never heard yeah. of no jerk so, turkey yeah, yeah, in my yeah, yeah. life. So that that no shit hit. Turkey. And I'm a desserts dude, so black the, people the, drink the, anything, the, bro. We just right. <laughs> <laughs> what the world? I ain't never heard of no jerk turkey. Um, and I, like I said, I'm a I'm a dessert connoisseur, so you know what I mean. All the desserts, I'm gonna have a, a sampler going on with all of that. So yeah, with a scoop of ice cream on the side, because if it ain't Alamo, I don't want it. Vanilla or butter pecan? You look like a butter pecan type of dude. I'm a look now. If I'm just getting, you know, what I mean, if I'm just going out getting a scoop with a waffle cone, it's definitely butter pecan, <laughs> ready to go all day, every day. But if I'm eating it with a with a pie or a cake, gotta be vanilla. Gotta, gotta, you know, what I mean? those are the rules vanilla, of engagement. Bro. Yeah, those are the rules of engagement. Pecan pie is the best pie ever. Uh, I don't know. If it's I de- it's definitely that. top. It's definitely top two, and it ain't two. So it I ain't number two. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> about to kick you off the podcast, bro. Real talk is trash, man. You ain't had good. You ain't had good pecan. Pecan pie is trash, bro. Pecan pie. Whoa, 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 uh, high key, uh, the gravy and the stuffing. I mean, gravy is versatile. Oh, you can put that joint on anything, bro. Mm. All right, look. You know I'm saying the bread, the turkey, up, though, to whatever. Now that you bring that up, bro, uh, what is the difference between stuffing and dressing? Is it the same thing? Some people call it stuffing, some people call it dressing. Is it the same thing? I feel like my response is going to be racist. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm really gonna, so let's not go I'm there. Really yeah, it's high key gonna be racist, so I'm gonna let so, that so ride. What, so, so let, let's Drew, let, let's let's do some research. What do you call it? He call it stuffing. I call it stuffing. So we know what we know the difference, then. Right. <laughs> thank you, thank you for addressing the focus group. Now we good, so we know the difference. Yo. Oh shoot! Hey, uh, real talk though, if we talking like actual food. I always look forward to the greens. 
I don't know what it is about the, the plate, but if the plate don't have greens on it, it don't feel complete to me. But do you put vinegar on? You 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 put your greens on the same plate, or you got I a bowl? Greens, I put everything on the same plate. Everything touching everything. Yeah, you gotta let the juices nah, flow, bro. Nah, you gotta right. let that thing marinate. Do you, you put vinegar? You put vinegar there. on your greens? Yeah, the, nah, I mean, well, the vinegar's in the pot. I know vinegar's part of the recipe. I don't add. Oh, okay, okay, guy. I'm just, I'm, hey, again, I'm just making sure. Now look, yeah, vinegar sure. definitely the, in there, bro. Now look, the yam juice can touch the macaroni juice. That's fine. <laughs> You're right. That's a fact. But That's that, fact. but that collard green juice better not touch nothing else. <laughs> I, got to I got a bowl. I got Troy. a separate bowl. I got no. a separate bowl. Troy and Lace, y'all need to grow up, bro. You got to let everything up. just flow. I bro. am grown. We the oldest ones <laughs> on this joint. Hey, we we figured life out. No, so, so se- look, it's rules to it's rules of engagement, bro. Certain things gotta go in separate bowls. Greens go in separate bowls. Chitlins go in separate bowls. That's just what it is, bro. Like you can't have all that touching. Hey, the bro, other all stuff. that joint be touching on my plate. I don't care. Man, what you're a wild guy. You're a wild guy. So, so, it's so, all so, going so to the same place, bro. So let me ask Lacey and Troy this question then. Y'all got the plate with the square boxes like the kids. Like the kids <laughs> no, nah, man, no. nah. However, we use real China over here, man. Real China, yo. However, real China. I am not <laughs> mad. With, I am not mad at the church functions when they got the little square plate joints. I am not mad about it. that. I'm not bad about that. You know what's also good? A good broccoli casserole with the stop. With you're the, you're out of here. Get him out of here, Troy. Hey, bro. Hey, Troy. 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 Broccoli and cheese casserole. Broccoli and cheese. First of all, y'all. I hate to say this. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. It has to be said. Y'all's mamas can't cook. Okay, I'm gonna just say that right now. Because my grandma, she will she will put that that cheese on that broccoli. And put them uh, crispy onions on. Oh, Yo, man, if we don't get out of here with Troy. that Ryan's buffet side dish, <laughs> <laughs> y'all hey. tripping. Troy, Troy, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting your grandma, and I'm pretty sure your grandma can throw down in the kitchen, bro. But I've never once heard a person say, "I cannot wait to Ever. dive into this broccoli <laughs> casserole." Broccoli casserole bro. That's how day. fire it is. That's I've how never fire heard it is. Nobody say yeah. that. I That's was rocking with you until then, Troy. I, I knew, I knew something was. I knew at some point something was going to show up that was all. Because we was on on the same page for everything. We was on Real the same talk. page. Yeah, nah, you talking about? I ain't never heard a black man say broccoli casserole was his go to. Hey, bro, hey. y'all. I'm telling you, y'all, mama can't cook, and I'm sorry oh, to Mama man, Lace. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to my uh, Mama Brown and Mama Moore. I'm sorry to y'all. But y'all have Mm-mm-mm. some ungrateful children to not ask y'all to make broccoli casserole. That's yeah, why to make me feel bad about that, Troy. I, I tell you what, my what my real what ain't my like real go to, but I definitely look forward to it during the Thanksgiving holiday, and that's a good banana pudding. So uh, I, yeah, that is cookout banana. food. Banana pudding. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, nigga, no one ain't, bro. That's no Thanksgiving, dog. That banana pudding food, and bro. sweet potato pie, Yo, bro. Banana pudding is summertime cook. food. Yo, that does not. Banana pudding is Thanksgiving food. Is the Thanksgiving oh, dessert? Oh my god, yeah, that can't. is appropriate for all occasions. Lace, I understand what you're saying. I under, I definitely understand what you're saying. That is baby shower food, bro. That is not Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> no, food. Meatballs is baby shower food, bro. Meatballs. He baby said banana pudding. <laughs> Yo, come on, Yo, man. Let me ask you, you know what? Oh, my God. You know what, bro? <laughs> right. 
I'm going to say this, bro. I'm going to say this, and y'all ain't going to believe how, how it's going to set up my next play. But I'm going to do it anyway. So uh, the thing that I, I used to look forward to the most was the banana pudding. My mom would always make the banana pudding, and she'd stick it in this clear bowl. I'm going to just call it glass. This glass bowl, and it was mm-hmm. layered, bro. I could see the layers from the outside of the bowl, mm-hmm. and I always knew I was going to dive into it. I used to make the biggest bowls of banana pudding after I didn't kill myself throughout the day. So a couple years ago, I go to get my usual, do my little plate roundup, you know, come back later on, get my banana pudding, load up my plate. I go to sit down and watch the game and take a deep, big old hefty spoon of this banana pudding, put it in my mouth, pause, and uh, <laughs> as soon as I started chewing it, realized that there were strawberries in it. Oh, uh, one. Now, I'm about you? to tell you, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Troy. I feel you. Number one, I hate strawberries like in my food like that. Like I could eat a, a singular strawberry, yeah, something like that, like at a, you know, a little fruit vegetable tray. But I don't want no strawberries in my food. So I was immediately upset because there were strawberries in this banana pudding. It's the one thing I'm looking forward to, and now I got something that I hate in this banana pudding. And I'm looking like, who put the strawberries in the banana pudding? My mama was like, oh, I did that. And I'm mad. For why? I'm why? Exact, I'm mad. Look, why do you yo, deviate this one time? I'm mad. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you put the strawberries in the banana pudding? And you know I don't even like strawberries like that. This is what she said. Your daddy liked the strawberries in the banana pudding. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yo, she said, hey. she said your daddy liked the strawberries in your banana pudding. So you know what my response was? Well, why you ain't make him his own bowl? <laughs> right, right. And cut the strawberries and put it in the banana pudding. She said, "Why don't you just pick the strawberries out your banana pudding? You right? You don't yeah, eat the banana pudding. Yeah, yeah." So she was like, "If you like your banana pudding a certain way, ask your wife to make you some banana." Oh. <laughs> so I said, "I guess from now on." I ain't gonna be eating this banana pudding because I'm not about to compromise on my value. <laughs> Which is yeah, that's not strawberries in my banana pudding. That's tough. So that's I say tough. that to say all this. I refuse to suffer in silence about my <laughs> I'm gonna tell you straight up, I, I know you about to transition. I would have told my mom, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna remember this when you get old and I put you in that nursing home with no Dang, view. Bro. That's now we, we ain't even we ain't even gotta take it there, Troy. I'm literally gonna pick up that whole bowl and throw it away. Like, it's, it's, gonna, it's just gonna mysteriously I'm I ain't gonna, <laughs> said, I ain't gonna fold the plate. I'm gonna fold the bowl and put that the joint in the bowl. trash can. No, nobody's yo, gonna enjoy this, yo. This a, this random this is random. It's, this random is gonna take us all the way left from what I'm talking about. But one time, my aunt made a made some ribs for my uh, graduation cookout, and Lace and Stacy came by. And had some of them ribs and them joints was banging, right? So he hit me up the next day. I mean, called me like, yo, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't really wanna come by to visit. I'm trying to see what's good with the ribs that y'all had, right? <laughs> so the crazy thing was earlier that day, my little brother was going to get some ribs to make his plate and accidentally knocked the whole tray of ribs onto the ground. Oh. I was pissed. I was pissed. Yo, when I tell you that, it could have been a fist fight in the kitchen, bro, because. <laughs> When my aunt make them ribs, it's like a race to the counter to see who's going to get it. Because if you don't get there first, 
you might not get you no ribs. So when he dropped them ribs on the on the ground, bro, imagine your broccoli casserole not being that Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's what it felt like <laughs> when the ribs hit that ground. Anyway, I say all that to say I refuse to suffer in silence about my dislike of these strawberries being in this banana pudding. <laughs> so that leads us into our conversation tonight on uh, suffering in silence. And it's one thing that I think all of us have kind of mentioned in one of these episodes at a time or another where we uh, lightly reference that we suffered in silence during a particular period of time or during a certain thing. And, you know, it just really got me to thinking and wondering, like, why is it, you know, that men choose to suffer in silence? And is it something that we're doing intentionally or is it something that we've kind of been conditioned to do? And why is it so hard for us to, a lot of the time, not even speaking about just man and woman relations or anything like that, why is it just so hard in general for us to speak up, you know, when we are suffering instead of just, you know, opening our mouths? And I'm going to open the floor to it, but I, I took a poll on Instagram and I'm going to read y'all some of the responses and I think that y'all will probably relate to them uh, and I think it'll give us a lot to talk about. So I'll let, you know, one of y'all just jump in real quick and say, or if you have experienced it, which I'm sure you have at some one time or another, and kind of just say, you know, what made you do that? Sounds good to me. Go ahead. Let's do it. Are you going? You going? I, so that was me inviting somebody to say something, and then all oh, you, just, you said you know, that you was going to read. You said you was going to read it. That's why we no, was I like, said I was go ahead. Read it later. I said I was going to read it later and let someone, you know, jump in. Fine, I'll read it. Don't worry about it. I'll read it. <laughs> the instructions were kind of convoluted. Okay, let me re- let me. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I'll jump right in. Troy, yo, Troy is so hard. To oh work yeah, nah. Troy, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I'll, I'll jump right in. Um, I know for me, and I'm not gonna speak for all men, but I will speak for me. <clears throat> the reason why I and on some occasions have suffered in silence is because. I don't have the words to uh, describe actually how I'm feeling or to Mm. um, describe the emotions that I'm going through at that moment. Um, And so because I don't have the words, the vocabulary and to do that, I will withdraw for the purpose of trying to um, trying to work through mentally, you know, what is going on Now, at the same time of uh, at the same time of saying that, you know, uh, I don't necessarily have the words. I also know this. I do have a bunch of words that I want to say right now, <laughs> but they not processed. They not filtered uh, and they're not worked through to be able to um, come out and say what I want to say without hurting someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, it'd be something along the lines of. Um, you know, I end up bringing up your mama's wig, you know, just because we talk about who took out the trash last. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's un- <laughs> them two things don't go together, but because of how I'm feeling, they gonna come together. So I'm gonna make them work. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, that's that's part of the reason why I know for myself where there have been times where I have suffered in silence. I dig, I dig, and um, I'll jump in. Real quick, for me, it's more so the range of emotion. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have time to focus on X, Y, Z when you got so many other things moving, shaking, going. You just really don't have time to sit down and sit in it. 
Um, so, it, you know, with the range of emotions, you can find yourself suffering in silence when you could address it. But again, you just don't have that real opportunity to be like, mm -hmm. okay, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm navigating because you got 50 other things that you need to address, accomplish, um, oversee those types of things. Uh, yeah. so prime example last week, you know what I mean? I'm at work navigating some things. Um, and then one of my, um, colleagues hits me up like, yo, I just need to vent. Can I call you now? Granted, me, me and this individual don't work collaborative. We work collaboratively together, but there is no hierarchy where this person reports to me in any way, shape, form, fashion. But yeah, you hit me up on 10.06 on a Tuesday talking about you need to vent. Well, when can I even have time and space to process anything that I may be dealing with, et cetera? So it's just a lot of yeah. various things that come at you on a very regular basis and it creates a range of emotion. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'll piggyback off of that. I think the reason why I choose to suffer in silence is, is that I've never had an issue with articulating how I feel, but I have struggled to, I guess the best way I can explain it is to give an analogy. You know, if you get new rims or different tires on your car, you know what I'm saying? You got to get it calibrated because you may think you're going 70 miles per hour, but you, you know, you might be going slower. You might be going faster. And so like, if I'm disrespected or something happens, what I think is plausible, or I will say what I think is are proportional for men may not be for somebody else, like a woman mm. or a child. Mm. And so I find myself like if somebody says something to me and I reciprocate that at the same level, same tone, that person can't process it. And so it's just like, it's always like, you know, um, you know, I get harmed and I, you know, defend myself. And then that person's like, you know, it's too much or you went too far. So I normally just don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, all the artists have said pretty much, you chosen your reasons for other things. Either it was you had to had a chance to filter your own thoughts or how you feel about those things. And then others were more so just trying to protect other people's feelings about mm -hmm. what you might have to say. When you say that's about am I hearing that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's about all. Absolutely. So I I I, I think that I'm on the, the opposite side of the track with that because I can't ever really remember a time where I suffered in silence because I would usually just be uh, so vocal about everything that I'm feeling and not really caring about how other people receive or perceive what I'm saying because I just got to get it off of me, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, um, yeah. mm -hmm. I, there have been times where like I wanted to make the choice to like be quiet or like something is bothering me or you know, someone is saying something to me and I dislike it or, or I disagree. And I'm like, yo, I don't, I, I don't want to say nothing. I don't really feel like saying nothing. But there's like something that keeps burning me up on the inside that's like, yo, get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. Like, say it anyway. Like, say it, say it, say it. So sometimes, not that it's, not that I think that suffering in silence is healthy. Sometimes I wish that I just knew how to maybe be silent. And that mm, makes any mm, sense, mm. you know, just like learn how to be quiet so that I can, you know, maybe handle the situation a different way. I really process my thoughts of what y'all said, but I just always have, I have struggled with that. And for, you know, a while I would hear other men talk about, you know, how they suffer in silence or they just like, I'm not going to say nothing or anything like that. And I used to always like wonder, like, why don't they just say something? Mm, like, mm, why don't mm. you just open your mouth? Like it. I used to feel like mm -hmm. it's not that hard, you know, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. not not like not like judging anybody for not speaking up. But I used to just be like, it's really not that hard to say something. Like, if this is really how you feel, just open your mouth. And it's taken me for 
quite some time to kind of figure out, you know, what it is. And it's really, I feel like society has conditioned men to not speak up or to not say things. And I think that subconsciously, a lot of men are just not saying anything because they don't feel like it's socially appropriate to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, um, because we're, we're <clears throat> pretty much groomed from childhood that we shouldn't, you know, like when we're younger and we cry, we fall down or something like that. It's like our mothers or fathers, someone's always like, Oh, you all right, man, shut up. Stop all, you know, stop all that crying. You know, men don't cry this and that or whatever. Or if you try to express yourself, especially in a black household, you weren't allowed to talk back. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. just like, do what I say and that's the end of it. You don't have you don't have no talk back or you disrespect me. So it's kind of like we've been conditioned as as men to not to be able. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so it was uh it was really on me for a long time. I'm like, yo, is this is this real? Am I just feeling like this? Am I just thinking it or is it, you know, a real thing? So I put a poll up on Instagram like I told y'all to just ask, you know, why do men suffer in silence? And surprisingly quite a few people you know, replied and a lot of them pretty much had a lot to say uh, similar to one another. So I'm going to read what some of the responses were from that and I'll save the most deep one for last. And then uh, first it said, because some men have toxic relationships with trust and vulnerability. And I'll expound on that one because I asked them what they meant by that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It says, many people don't listen to us or if they do listen, they don't have, they have a motive so it's hard to trust. Mm. Because speaking up about how you feel is marked as a feminine trait. Most and that's what's wild to me, bro. I'm, I'm not to cut you off. I know you're reading them um, aloud, but that's what's wild to me. How something, as far as communication and and being able to address your emotional state, is considered less than or feminine. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's that that's wild. Yeah. Look, and I'm gonna touch on that one too because I had a, I had a point about that one. So we definitely this is one of the ones I wanted to pick out. Um, uh, others were like most of the time it's pride and they said I'm going to inbox the rest of my thoughts and I'm going to read that one too and they said uh, the other one said their partner or even friends may look at them as weak or soft and tell them to man up because no one hears them when they speak uh, their heart truth so why even bother because their words fall on deaf ears so why speak if no one's listening because men are held to a different standard than others and lastly, no one wants to really listen when you speak. Um, to the other guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he said, because some men have toxic relationships with trust and vulnerability, I asked him to expound on that. <clears throat> and he said the root cause of it is truly situational. For some, it, it roots from childhood. How do they see and deal with hurt growing up? Were they abused or hurt or hurt as a child? Do they see a father figure use aggression as an outlet or substance? For others, it may be classic cause of hurt. You know, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Being in past relationships where there was no trust or space to be open and it was made to be seen or used as being soft or showing emotion. Um, and personally being vulnerable and trusting got me hurt. Uh, he was like, you know this. It took me a decade after to fully open up and trust God to not hold my wife responsible for what others had done to me. Mm, and that's real talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's deep right there. Um, and the other gentleman I said that would inbox the rest of his thoughts said, First, they feel like they will be less than of a man if they speak up about their feelings. Second, they feel alone because no one, no other man talks about their feelings or they don't think that any other man will feel the way that they do. Third, they feel hopeless because they have nowhere to turn, so they suffer in silence. The further down the rabbit hole they go, the worse they get. Some men turn to substance while others find different ways to take their mind off their problems. 
none of these situations will ultimately fix our issues, but only make it worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's real talk. Yeah, I I can um, one of the things that somebody mentioned, you know, uh, actually you mentioned it uh, that about how men as a child don't get opportunity to uh, they're told, you know, be quiet. Don't don't say nothing. You can't you you need to shut up. You crying. I Shut up before I give you something uh, real to cry about. Um, and so there's a lot of childhood trauma that comes from that. I, I know for myself. You know, my mother, she went through a lot of emotional situations growing up and um, she would she would just cry, cry, like cry a lot. And I just have to sit back and observe and just like take it in. And I couldn't and I didn't want to go to my mom and tell her how I felt because she was already dealing with stuff herself. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. you know, and when you want to go see your friends and your kids, you know, your friends out in the street. Y'all just playing, you know, you don't think to talk about stuff that's going on at the house. You trying to, you know, you trying to play hide and go get it or something like that, you know, um, <laughs> but then as you grow up, uh, you know, for the, as, as one of the men mentioned, uh, go get it. <laughs> as one of the guys mentioned in his, uh, in his joint, you know, he doesn't, um, have the opportunities or the outlets to, you know, share, you know, Actually, that's where I learned how to be able to do that is by having a phone call with my brother, having a phone call. And when I'm not necessarily my natural brother, but I'm talking about like a person that I consider to be close to me, like a brother. And I can share and be able to open with and be able to bounce things off of them and get feedback on some of the emotions and stuff that I'm feeling. So and that's that's helped me to be able to grab some of the. Uh, vocabulary that is necessary in order for me to to not um, suffer in silence. Yeah. <clears throat> now to add to that, I think that uh, what what is what jumped out at me, Mel, is how some of the responses were. I don't want to say anything because of how it's going to be received. Yeah. Um. And, and and what is alarming, and this is just human nature in general. You know, when we say something, we want to we're searching for a particular response. And I think we have to get out of the practice of seeking a particular response and just looking at it from the fact, look, I said what I needed to say to get it off my chest or whatever, uh, regardless of what the response may be. Um, We have to learn to use our voice and agency in a way that is sound. um, And regardless of the response, we feel comfortable in that. But a lot of the a lot of the um, whatever the questions were answered in a way like I don't want to say nothing because of how other people may receive it. And mm-hmm. that's just that's just wild to me um, that we carry it in that way when it really shouldn't matter how other people receive it. What should matter is the fact that we've said what we needed to say or we've expressed our emotion. We've acknowledged the emotion um, and can find uh, uh, some comfort in that. So it's very interesting. And that's the thing about emotions, bro. Like how you feel. If you're going to express it, you have to be able to accept the fact. I don't know how somebody's going to respond. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I think correct. It's, it's, it's crazy how a lot of times men try to dis- disassociate themselves with feelings because they right, think right, feelings right. are, uh, you know, a feminine trait. So they, we, you know, the uh, like I was saying before, are socially acceptable. So we think that emotions like anger and frustration are socially acceptable. So those are the ones that mm-hmm. we gravitate to. So we will mm-hmm. claim those, but we don't want to claim sensitivity or anything else like that because if we do it makes us appear weak so then 
I can see how some people might feel like if I talk about what I'm feeling and it shows a vulnerability or an emotion other than anger, then I might be perceived, you know, as, as feminine or weak. And that point stuck out to me quite a bit because I actually feel like it's the opposite. Um, if that makes sense. I don't think that men are feminine for speaking up or showing emotion. No, not at all. You know, um, and this is no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now because I know it's the women that's going to listen to it. No disrespect to the ladies or anything like that, but I feel like not speaking up about what's bothering you is more of a feminine trait than actually articulating whatever it is that that's on your shoulders. And well, I'll let's just call it let's like, just call it a trait, not necessarily a a a gendered trait. Let's just call it a trait. No, I'm gonna say what I said. Feminine trait. I'm going with what I said. No, actually, I I agree. I agree. With, I agree I'm going with, with what Lace. I said. You agree with Lace or me? I agree with Lace. I think it's I think it's a a, a trait of cowardice, um, but I wouldn't necessarily label it as being a gendered type of behavior. Now I'm gonna tell you why I say that. Um, and it's something that all of y'all can relate to. Every man in his lifetime that's old enough, that's had a girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever have you, has been dealing with them. You do something that makes them mad. You can tell that something's wrong with them and you can tell that you've made them mad. So you ask what's wrong and they say nothing. <laughs> but everything about them says that I have an attitude. Mm -hmm. I slam doors, I huff and puff, I give you some snarky comments when you ask me for something, but I didn't ask you what's wrong and you told me nothing. So you're not telling me what's wrong, but you're displaying that something is wrong. So the reason why I say that is because more commonly that happens amongst women less with men so i will say or tag it to me as a quote-unquote feminine trait because that is something that you know we can identify with y'all can call it a gender trait trait whatever you want to call it i feel it no exactly i see I, no, I, 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 I know i see what you're saying i see what you're saying but i i know a lot of men who do those exact same things Facts. and are and, and, are that's, just what I, as and that's what i'm getting to and i feel that's it what I'm i feel to. it i feel it uh and th and that's exactly my point though Lace, because you're saying that men are doing it so i'm saying that they're feeling like they're being less feminine by not saying anything. They feel like they're being more masculine doing what you're talking about right now. Whereas right, like, but at, the, at not, the end of the day, no, I, I, I totally understand what you, but at the end of the day, if both quote unquote genders are doing the exact same thing, the outcomes may be different, but it's still a trait, regardless yeah. of how you slice it. Not necessarily male and or female, but if both are doing the same thing, it's just a trait. That's all I'm saying. You feel me? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I've I've seen it. In, just, I've seen it. In, I've seen it in both. Because I know some real petty dudes that have. Okay, literally... so okay, so then so then let's use the flip side then. So we're talking about traits, and you're 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 trying. Uh, to, I sold you. I sold trying you. Trying to mess these. No, you didn't. You didn't sell me. I'm offering another perspective where you okay. say, uh, for people who say that women nowadays are more masculine than they used to be. I wouldn't say that. Because yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say society that. Society says that women are saying it to each other. I'm just talking about the narrative that's I feel it. Right now. I, yeah, haven't, I, I have not heard that. So you have to you have to break that down for me. Nah, they saying women and new niggas, bro. Thank you. I thank you. I don't so know. Who, the, I don't know who so they is. The, <laughs> the, so Troy, these society, <laughs> society, the media, uh, the common tongue that's being used across social platforms and today. Uh, news outlets, different things like that. There's a there's a constant discussion about how women are becoming more masculine than they used to be, 
uh, because of maybe and the job male, that they have and different things that they've experienced where they're taking on more what you consider male traits, as Lace described it, or characteristics. So I'm saying, would they just be traits if everybody's doing it? Or are there some traits that are more aligned with one gender than the next? Than mm. the and let me and let me double up on what Mel is saying to add to his point. Start women are out here saying women are out here saying that yeah I f***ed that no you didn't hey, you got you uh, gotta keep this clean bro I'm gonna edit that out I'll bleep it out I'll bleep it out I'm gonna edit that out bro pick, pick another example but hold on Drew hold on I mean even to go to that using that as an example I'm not gonna say it but you can't you can't be filling whatever blank that you want to you can't be that you can't receive that <laughs> Bro, Look, bro, this is both, both this, sexes. This is my point. Both sexes are are promiscuous. So for to hear someone no, say bro, something like I'm that, not, it's not about promiscuity, Troy. It's about. not about promiscuity, Troy. It's about them making statements that puts them in a position of control. Sure. I mean, hell, I've been. I mean, yes, I've been before. Ladies, hey, I'm just Look, I feel, I feel that, Lace. Look, I've been blank I before. Disagree I mean... with Drew. <laughs> since Lace spoke up, up I'm going to disagree with Drew, bro. And I'm going to team Lace with this one right here. I'm just saying, like. I'll team Lace with this one right here. What all I'm saying is, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not picking on the women or anything like that because this is about the men. What I'm saying is that the men feel like they're being more masculine by taking on this characteristic. You know, uh, men and women pick up things from each other. So I'm not sure. necessarily saying that it's a, a trait that all people do. Either way, uh, I still think that there has to be some sort of, I'll say, I'll use the word growth, uh, mm-hmm. within the, 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 uh, the male population to become more vocal about their sufferings, their challenges, their dislikes, whatever, uh, in, in spite of what uh, society may receive. So in spite of someone's feelings being hurt or however mm-hmm. someone may, you know, judge you or weaponize your information against you or anything like that. I'm saying that there needs to be some growth in the area where we just say, sure. you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm going to speak my piece, whatever that may be, because it's better for me to do that than for me to be carrying around this stress and burden or whatever this thing is that's eating me up, that's cutting into our life expectancy because, you know, already men live less you know, the women, women live longer than us on, you know, on average and stuff like that. And I believe that has a lot to do with the fact that we carry around a lot of stress and things that affect our body negatively. Um, so if we were to be more vocal about our stuff, even if it was seeing a counselor, talking to our mate, friend, whoever, the right person, like we talked about last week, finding the right person to talk to this stuff about, uh, I think there just needs to be, you know, a lot of growth in that space. No, that's real. But I think the, the key to, to it is, knowing how to communicate and that's something that we know many men struggle with uh is sound communication and obviously um understanding time place and manner as well and how we communicate so yes you should get it off your chest yes you should be able to um articulate your feelings in a uh sound way but time place and manner is definitely major in that too i'm not going to articulate how i feel uh to the president of the institution that i work at uh, is going to be vastly different than how I communicate to you all. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's something that we have to be able to navigate as well, how we communicate and what that communication look like. Communication is key, man. I, key, man. 
uh, Lakes, I thought you was gonna go a little bit deeper on that, and I would love. For I could have, more, yeah, I could have, I could have. I, I think that's the key thing, you know, being able to know the art of communication, bro. Like, and and it's not it, communication is is more than what we actually do on a regular basis. Like, part of communication, I didn't know this. It's not it's not necessarily all the words that you use. It's the words that you hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and being able to break down the words and the and that is being said to you and not jumping off. You know how many times I've I've exploded on a situation because I misunderstood somebody because I don't have the art of listening. <laughs> right, 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 my, right. My wife right. gets mad at me sometimes. She she used to. She doesn't get mad at me anymore. She's she's understand that's how I do it. But like when I'm listening. If I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, and I, I engage listening. you. No, I no. That, that that's how I talk. That's how I That's how Troy listens. No, 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 no. I, I will listen and I ask questions. So like it like for instance, it'd be times like she want to share with me, and I'll I'll stop her in the middle of her, you know, flow of thought, and I'm asking questions because I'm trying to get clarity, because I'm actually listening to what's being and she was like, Hey, you need to stop doing it. And I was like, Hey, if I do, you gonna run the risk of me zoning out. <laughs> I'm trying to be an active participant. I'm trying to participate in this conversation. But ever since then, you know, she we we've both learned uh I've learned how to uh how to listen for longer periods of time and she's learned how to keep her train of thought when I interrupt and ask for clarity on certain things. Mm, so mm-hmm. and 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 that's part of the communication we've had to learn now and you know, part of our communication is men. I hate to say this. I feel like sometimes we are low key, like barbaric sometimes, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In our, you know what I'm saying? Like we're a, a video game, a PS3 type, you know, PS4 type of uh call of duty type talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Calling each other names. Uh, you suck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a, that's a big part of me and Lace's conversation. We just <laughs> lace calling saying, "Hey, bro, you suck." You know what I'm saying? Hey, gotta let them know though. Gotta keep it a buck. If you suck, you suck. Yeah. Ne- next time I'll say, uh, "You you didn't quite uh, uh, do that well enough." <laughs> but listen, I think that, that I think that conversation is necessary because it helps add color to the relationship that men have. However, we need to go beyond that that uh that surface of talking to one another and actually engaging one another. Like I was just on the phone a few minutes ago. Um, me and my homeboy was on the phone for forty minutes. About twenty minutes was us, you know, just you know, um, uh, just trash talking, you know, laughing and stuff like that. The last twenty minutes was actual deep conversation. But you know, some mm-hmm. people don't go past that first twenty. That that's that's right. that whole life is just that twenty minutes of just surface conversation, not going deep. You know what I'm saying? So um, communication right, is key. You just said you said two things in two areas that we can that we can dig deeper in real quick, and we we definitely gonna get to them. But I'm gonna start with the the first part about Shaka. How you were saying that you uh, try to be an active participant in the conversation when she's you know, talking to you, essentially like creating that space for her to feel like she can come to you with things. Do you feel like she does the same thing for you? Like when you're talking, do you feel like she's an active participant or really hearing what you're saying and stuff like that? So, so, <laughs> which is funny because <laughs> she doesn't like it when I interrupt her and asking her questions. And when I'm talking and she's just quiet, I'm like, hey, you're not going to say nothing. You know? <laughs> But I've come to learn that's how she, uh, that's how she, you know, it 
how she engages. She is actually listening. I didn't, I've never seen somebody actually listen before. But yes, actually, you know, my wife and I, we had a very, very, very deep, uh, intense, not not intense, I'm sorry, but uh, a heartfelt conversation just a couple days ago. And it's very funny that we're talking about, you know, uh, being able to talk about, uh, about suffering in silence. Like she literally created the atmosphere for me to come to word vomit on on her for lack of better words is just word vomit and just say all my thoughts to her um and it was very th- it was very 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 therapeutic for me and i think it was a good for us and it allows for us to take our relationship to another level but that was one of the things i was going to talk about because it seemed like a lot of the men were saying that in order for them to open up and even speak they feel like someone else needs to create that space for them to do so. Mm-hmm. They feel like no one's created mm-hmm. that space uh, for them to, you know, like open their mouth and stuff like that. And I feel like what they're probably talking about is the women in their lives, because for the most part, men, when we decide to open up to our boys, we don't, we're not really hoping that they give us a space. It's usually just some like, yo, I couldn't wait to see y'all. I got to get this off me. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's usually like the, you know, we, we've been trying to link up for a couple of days. And I've been holding on to it. And then as soon as we get around each other and, you know, we get to get some food or anything like that, it just starts to come out, you know, like you wouldn't believe what happened to me today uh, or the other day type of thing. And we had that conversation. But I feel like a lot of men are sitting around and they're like, yo, I, my woman doesn't give me that space. My woman doesn't give me that space to do that. They're waiting on her to do it. And I feel like there's two things that's happening there. Number one. They're putting someone else in charge of their freedom. Mm, Bingo. Go, Bingo. go, go ahead on Bingo. that. So that that's, num- yes. that's number one. Uh, because they're they're sitting there waiting for someone else to make you free. Yes. From whatever it is that they're holding on to and dealing with. So it's like I can't be free from this thing until she. I'm gonna use she because you know that's what we on right now. Create they or they. Let's let's go. Yeah, with let's go with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Okay, lace. They. Um, yeah. <laughs> because they. I, I was and the reason why I want to say they is because even though it's tough to talk to our women like that, it's even harder to come to your homeboy and say, Hey bro, Toy. you made me yeah. upset. Get off my list. Get off my list. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the next one, bro. Get off my list, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, I love you for that, Troy. That means that we got kindred spirits, bro. Mm-hmm. That means we we on we on there together. I'm just saying that that's number one, that they're uh they are uh, relying on someone else to grant them freedom from something that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that's happening there is they're essentially saying in so many words, I want you to respond to this information how I want you to respond to this yes. information. Oh, that's it right there, we, I was literally having that conversation this weekend, bro. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? Uh, because it's like, we could, we could, we just like I was saying earlier, we could tell our woman or whoever what we want to say, but we worried about how they might receive it or what they might mm-hmm. say back or if their feelings are going to get hurt and essentially what happens is you know men men have a terrible habit of pre pre pre-judging i don't even know if that's the right word pre-judging a situation yeah. mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. uh for example and i know i know i'm guilty of it i know i'm guilty of it i might say something to my wife that i've been wanting to say to her it's not rude or anything like that but i've been wanting to share this with her and i say it and I see how she responds to it. Or if I, she done something to me and I want to talk to her about it because I want us to be better than that situation, or whatever. And I say it and it hurts her feelings and she cries. And then I'm like, you know what? 
I can't talk to her about this thing because if this is how you're going to respond, I can't talk to you about it. <laughs> and that's the, you know, that's the wrong, you know, the wrong feeling to have because she is giving me the space because I'm talking about it. So I can't put a cap on her response to what I'm talking about as a means of me saying this is a safe space. Right. If that makes right. sense. So uh, right. men have a terrible habit of that. If we talk to our lady and then she don't respond how we want to respond, we just give up. We like, oh, I can't talk to her about this. So I ain't even going to bring it up to her no more. Right. So basically what we're saying is this ain't a safe space if you don't respond to the information how I want you to respond to it. That means no crime, no attitude, no, you know, whatever. Just receive it. Yeah. Just receive it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like just receive it. And I don't, and I think that that, that, that might be an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation really on our is. part, depending on, you know, who we talking to or whatever. So, so those are the two things that I think is happening the most. Go ahead. No, that's real. I, I, you call it unrealistic. I call it an erroneous expectation <laughs> because that is truly what it boils down to. Like we cannot expect somebody to give us space to say what we want to say and then for them to take it the way that we want them to take it. Facts. Like what right. alternative space or world are you living in <laughs> to That's think you saying. can just be like, so I, I, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with you. It, yeah, it, it's, it's literally what they, what they have coined, you know, as we spoke before, you know, is a, a toxic trait. Like, that is legit crazy for me to say, I want to tell you this, and I want you to respond in this way. Like, that just don't make sense. <laughs> like, if, if you truly break it down to, like, A, B, C, it just sounds crazy even saying it. Legit. Yeah. It really does. So, uh, the other the other flip side of that was how Troy was talking about how sometimes we feel like we can't even talk to our homeboys uh, about things. And I ain't gonna lie, um, I used to get like, I used to get mad, like furious to the point where I want to fist fight, right? If uh, one of my boys, and I'm dead serious, bro, like I'd be ready to square up. Like we're going to, as, as Drew used to say, we're going to have to have an old fashioned fist and cup exchange, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey. I used to be, I used to be mad, bro. I used to be mad for two reasons. Number one, that they were suffering. Number one, that made me mad because when you, when you, bring somebody close to you, especially your boys. Like, we choose our boys. Like, we choose Correct. our yeah, You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh-huh. we like, no matter how you are, however, not not necessarily however, but, you know, like, knowing how you are, you still my mans. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. that's what it is. So, number one, if they going through something, you feel, you know, pain with it too, especially if it's negative. The, the second part was, I was just mad because I was like, why you ain't say nothing? Correct. You know, yeah. I, get, I yeah. get so mad, first of all, because I'm like, if we mans, if you calling me your man, how are we even that if you feel like you can't even talk to me about what you're dealing with? But we, like, no, why are you sitting over there in silence? Like, we all out to eat. You trying to act like you want to fast because you ain't got no money. And you don't want nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you trying to act like you fast. We at Root Chris. But we at Root Chris. First of all, first of all <laughs> if you ain't got no money and you roll with me to Ruth Chris, that's the, that's the first problem right there. We sh- you should have told me you're before right, you're right, you're right. First of all, come but on, you, bro. But you know why. But you know why we do this. Pride. We, we is yes, pride, um, prejudice, and we we project our emotions, our feelings onto other people and expect them to respond in certain type of ways. So what we'll, like we'll mm-hmm. run the conversation through our mind and we're like, he probably gonna say or she probably gonna say this. And then that the fear and the stuff, I was just uh listening to something the other day that talked about um, one of the uh, one of the one of Satan's main uh, objectives is not necessarily to keep us from doing stuff, but for us to always wrestle in the in the um 
in the moment of fear because mm-hmm. fear causes doubt. It causes so many, so many types of things. And it prevents the opportunity for courageousness to go forth. You know what I'm saying? But however, we need that fear in order to be courageous enough to to present, you know, how we feel to to our yeah, homeboy yeah. and stuff like that. So um, and I think that's I think that's partly why, because we we are afraid of of the scenario that's ran through our own mind about how they're going to respond. And um, we, we're also afraid of taking a role of humility. Like mm-hmm. and and if and if we would be willing as a as a culture as a nation as a as um yeah as a as a people to be to be willing to humble ourselves mm-hmm. you know uh, not only just to um um uh, be be able to humble ourselves to 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 the people around us and if they and here's the thing and if some people go, are going to respond to your humility with a um with a uh with a negative response of some some sort hey i know your energy now mm-hmm. we've we've now gotten to another level and i know how far we can go and i'm going to base our relationship now off of that one experience right there because i sure. see how things are no that that's that's definitely definitely that's what facts. it is yeah Definitely it is. But it's wild that, that you say that, Mel, because, I mean, we've all been in situations where we hear something down the line or through the grapevine, like, yo, why ain't the homie just tell me? Like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that? you know, but I, I do think, uh, piggybacking off of what Troy stated, you know, pride, um, not being able to be, being able to navigate and express that range of emotion, et cetera, and the, the sense of embarrassment. I mean, a lot of that really carries a lot of weight in our community and how we engage one another. Nobody wants to be seen taking L's. Um, but the oh, thing is, if you, if, yes. you, if, you can't, if you can't rock with me taking an L, then how can you truly support me when I'm winning? So right. those are well, those are things that if we tight like that, like at the end of the day, I could lose it all today, and I know I could hit you all like, yo, I need to do this, I'm trying to do that, and I could rely on a, a, a small handful of individuals to do that. But like I said, everybody cheers when you win in, but don't nobody want to um, really help you pick it up when you take an L. And I say that to say this, because um, I got a good homie that that's um, gone away for a while. He's been gone for, for a few years, and legit, everybody that ran with him, all the hustlers, I mean, everybody that was he was rocking with, et cetera, told me straight up when we would communicate like yo you was the only one that looked out for me while, while I've been gone you know what I mean mm-hmm. whether it's an email whether it's putting some on the books just randomly whether it's you know what I mean just yo how you holding up you know what I mean you stand mentally physically strong sending books for him to you know cultivate his mental while he um going away but those are things that people forget and that we can easily lose sight of and I think when you have those kind of relationships you really see who's real but sometimes it takes something major happening to see what that is and who's who's there yes for in the bro Yes, bro. Yeah, that's my problem. I think that's true for everybody, though. No, that's real. Absolutely, absolutely. It takes something tragic to, you know, what I'm saying, to change your perspective. But that's the unfortunate that's part the, of how how we are, how we are as a people, because it shouldn't take that. But that's generally what it is it to see who that. really rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, real talk, and I'm not trying to trying to take over the conversation, but just the other week, I pull up to the car wash to get my car washed. Bruh, clean the car, etc. He like, yo. You know, what I mean? he hit us. He hit me with, with some challenges, Mel and Drew. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> word, that's, that's what it is. You know, what I mean, told me he lost his job, told me he'd been down bad, all these other things. But if it weren't for the shield, I would have never known who this brother was. And the fact now I have an opportunity to look out for him in a certain way. But yet at the end of the day, 
who would have been able to put those two things in alignment if he was not if he was not willing to challenge me in that way to know that I was about what I'm about and now I know what he's about now I know we have a certain DNA and we can look out for one another but those are things that people generally don't do you know the the good book says that a, a brother is built for adversity um and so I, a good brother is is going to be with you during those times of adversity and um you know, I'm glad you had the opportunity to to be there for for your homeboy right there. Um, did you look out for him though? I, that's the that's the inquisitive question. That oh, I, come on, man! You know me, man. I always look out, man. <laughs> I mean, can, I, 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 I done paid for things that I ain't never seen the fruits of my labor. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was about to say Lace is good for looking out, bro. Lace is definitely good for looking out. Um, Real talk. He, he, Here's, here's my problem with that, Lace, what you were saying about uh, how everybody was running with him and everything like that, but when he was down bad, won't well, nobody there for him. It's happened to me. Um, I'm pretty sure it's happened to a lot of other men that's out there. Here's my problem with that, because men pick and choose when we want to speak up about something. Fact. That's true. You know, true. Uh, and that's why I used to get so mad about it, because you don't got no problem opening your mouth to me when you're trying to scheme. When you trying to make a play or you trying to do something that no quote unquote you ain't got no business doing or whatever, you ain't got no problem telling me about that. You ain't got no problem bringing me into that, you right. know, uh and we do it as kids, mm. hey, you'll take them for the team. I'm trying to holler at Shorty, your friend, you know, it's not really your type, but run the play for me real quick. But you know are what I'm saying? you happy? But you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's like with you don't have no problem, you know, bringing me into 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 mess. But when you but when you really going through something and when you really need something, now all of a sudden you're too prideful to say to speak up or to talk to me about you know what's mm. going on. And then especially if you um, have a situation where I may have done something to you and you feel some type of way, and instead of just talking now, you know you're acting funny or you're moving different yeah. or you've been holding on to it forever or months have passed. I don't even remember the situation. And then now you, you know, you're trying to bring it up to talk to me about it that one time. And I'm like, what, what can we do about it now? Bro. You know, it's like, it's so long ago. How, how are we going to, how are we going to address that? And I only say that because, you know, Drew is kind of someone who helped me learn this lesson too. Because before, if someone would have done that to me, depending on who they were, I probably would have just cut them off in general. Because I'd be like, I don't deal with that. You know, like, I'd be like, I'm a, and I, cause of course we used to try to emasculate each other. Like, I'm a man. I don't do all that. Yeah. Like, if you're a man, say, you know what I'm saying? Like, say what you got to say. And they wouldn't do that. So I cut them off. And then Drew, uh, would come to me and used to be like, bro, you got to learn how to handle that differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or he tried to coach me. And he was one of, being younger than me was so surprising. One of the people that come to me be like, yo, you got to learn how to hear other people for what they're saying. Uh, but then also be honest about, you know, the situations that you're in and what's going on with y'all because Drew used to come, come to me straight and be like, yo, uh, you did this or said this, I won't really feel it. I'm telling you about it right now, you know, so we could talk about it or whatever. And I always appreciated that because then it's like, all right, I know what he was thinking. I know where his head is. Now we can correct this little, you know, situation we have. We dap up, whatever, talk about it. If we argue for 10 minutes, we argue for 10 minutes, but we always, you know what I'm saying, dap up at the end of it. And then I could walk away from that knowing like, that's my man. The situation is dead. But had he not spoken up about it, what could that have turned into? You know what I'm saying? So I'm Thanks. just, I just don't like how men pick and choose 
you know, when you want to open our mouth. Also. Facts, because I, I don't want, and this go and this this goes for men and women. We are people are not mind readers. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with you. Tell me what's going on, because if it's something that I did, let your boy know. So we can I feel it because it might be something that I, I that I have a blind spot about about myself and I need to I need to be able to address it. And I'm going to need some assistance in order to address it, because if I if I never address it and it stays in my blind spot, if I ever try to make a move, I, I might wreck my whole life. But mm-hmm. but because you never mentioned anything about it now, now I'm, I'm going to be out out left out in the, um, in the dark. I'm sorry, Drew, you was about to say something. Yeah, I think it's multifaceted in regards to what Mel said. Um, it, you know, correlates to what you said, Troy, about fear and what Lay said about an expected response. And I think that um, men don't mind uh, physical conflict, but emotional conflict they avoid because, you know, mm. if you got beef with somebody, <laughs> you may expect, you know, if you be like, yo, man, like, that shit hurt my feelings. I felt like that was foul. You know, they may not necessarily tell it to because you don't know what the response is going to be. And the easier route is just be like, you know, I'm not going to fool with it no more. Um, And then it's also, you know, the expected response, because if you tell somebody like, yo, man, I thought what you said was foul and they'd be like, well, I ain't mean no harm by it. You don't feel like there's any validation of um, of wrongdoing. And so that's just why cats be, you know, just call it a wash and keep on moving. No, that's real. And I think, too, we can apply it to relationships. I mean, I've had homeboys who have been out here in the streets doing them whole nine. But as soon as they find out that their partner has done something, they are emotionally crushed forever. <laughs> and I, I have never been able to understand. I'm like, bro, you've been out here moving and shaking for like since I've known you. You find out <laughs> one piece. Don't let some go on IG or something like that. <laughs> like, yo, like, bro, whoa. So how you out here crushed when you've been moving and shaking this way the whole time bro like yeah. it's just it's wild to me man it's wild to me but as drew mentioned it is an emotional uh fragility that a lot of men have it's either they don't know how to address the emotion or articulate the emotion or they are just weak emotionally um and it's a it's a terrible um it's a terrible ecosystem to operate within but, if you cannot address that accordingly but lace when you when you say it takes practice in order to be able to emote well, in order to communicate well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, for sure. We, we as men, we practice everything else. We practice when we're playing sports. We, mm-hmm. we practice a jump shot. Uh, we practice our footwork. Um, we even work on work on our conditioning. We're practicing to get good at these one situations. Sure. When it comes to video games, we will. I, I will watch videos. Countless videos on trying to figure out how come I can't get my KD up in Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? I'll practice with bots, all types of stuff, and I still have a .58 KD in Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? But I'll keep on practicing because I'm trying to get better at it. And I think that has been a blind spot for men is that Mm -hmm. we don't practice at being emotional or being able to express ourselves. And so when we get into these situations, we we get all flabbergasted or it looks like we got egg on our face because we we have never practiced being able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right now. Yeah, that's that's definitely 
Definitely spot on, man. I think building capacity, building um, that muscle, just like with anything, you know what I mean? I wouldn't go into a weightlifting competition today because I haven't built any muscle. So things take practice. um, And it's definitely real because even when I started my my new role, I'm in an executive leadership meeting and it's another uh, African-American male um, who's the associate vice president. Um, He was the only one there for years. And now I show up in a different role, and I recall very distinctly, we in a meeting, and he was like, y'all about to make Tyrone come out. I'm looking like, bro, why, why would you play yourself like that? You know what I mean? You sitting at a, you sitting at a, a table full of others, yeah. <laughs> and you talking about Tyrone coming out, and they keekling, laugh, hee hee, ha ha. But I'm just like, yo, bro, that's not the way to showcase the emotion or that you're trying to articulate, because what, what did they take from what he stated? That his alter ego was Tyrone. That's literally the only thing yeah. that they do. So it's it's one of them things. Like it's it's a it's a balancing act and um, how we do it in the way that we do it, where people can truly understand this is what what I feel. This is what I am carrying. But yeah, again, my your response is going to be what catered to what I give. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's one gonna, aspect of it. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I was like 26, 27 years old. I was in a meeting. And a homeboy said something sideways to me. And because I have never practiced my articulation (laughs) of how I feel, I said in this meeting, hey, bro, I'm from Martinsville, Virginia. (laughs) And and we don't play around there, bro. So what Uh you trying to do? I ain't say I ain't say what you trying to do part. But I was like, I don't play that. So I don't know what you are doing. You know what I'm saying? Because I never practice. Nowadays, if somebody come at me sideways at, at a meeting, I can easily say, um, hey, you know, I appreciate your uh, feedback that you have given me. Um, I do not agree with what you just said. And here are the reasons why. Now, I learned that from Drew. Drew taught me that. Hey, that do sound like a Drew answer, but right. Uh, furthermore, and furthermore, furthermore come my last email. You not go to right. You not go talk to me sideways again. Uh, Troy, I just got one question about your other story uh, for clarity. When you was uh, doing your Murderville act on them folks, uh, did you clap your hands when you was when you were doing it or what? No, I didn't. But I did. I like. I kind of like rolled my like. You know what I'm saying? Like move my head around and I was talking to another and that's what makes it so bad bro I was talking to another black male in a room full of non other black males you know what I'm saying right 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 and right, that's right. and that's what made it worse but I'm thankful for uh, I'm thankful for that instance because sometime after that I reflected upon it I was like man that won't necessarily I think I was kind of ignorant and during that moment and I don't think I was able to articulate because even when I said it I knew what I meant but no one in the room was like why did you just why did you just tell us what does that have to do with anything what does that have to do with anything and and, and that's that's my point as well Troy I'm like bro what 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 why like why Now look, if they understood what I was saying, I might have got sent to HR. You know what I'm saying? Because I almost, I low key made a threat to this other individual in the meeting. You know. So, 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 uh, so with that though, taking that into consideration, since we talk about safe spaces and stuff like that, is there ever a, is there ever a time when they're just when no space should just be allowed in general? If I'm if I'm making sense, because based on what y'all are talking about right now, are there ever instances where just there should be no space allowed for certain stuff to be said? 
And I'm gonna tell you why I asked that after y'all answer me. Well, I, can you explain it a little bit more? I don't think I understand so, the question. Okay, so we talking about creating spaces, and Lace was more so talking about learning how to govern yourself, time and place for everything. It seems to be what Lace was saying. So I'm yeah. saying, is there ever a time or an instance where there should be no space allowed for someone to talk about something or express themselves? Basically, you know, like the Tyrone situation. Y'all gonna make Tyrone come out? There... <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like. This- his name is nowhere near Tyrone. <laughs> like, <it's> like... <laughs> so he just threw out a random <laughs> blackish name. Blackish right. name. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like, yo, you got to cut it, man. You gotta cut. But to, to answer your question, man, uh, I, 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 I don't think that there, for one, there's no safe space for a black man in America, period. I just don't believe that there's any safe space uh, in general. Um, and that's just my... Hey, that's, why, that's why we made the Manly D's podcast, but go ahead. Right, I feel it, I feel it. But I think that some things are just solely, just totally uncalled for. And I think we were learning that more and more um, in the way society has addressed certain things and how we just, we move differently now. Um, you can't say certain things that you said two years ago that you just can't say now, you know what Facts. I'm saying? So um, I think that it's a evolving door. It's a continuum. Um, but some things just should not be presented in certain spaces, period. I don't care who you are um, because it just sounds ignorant. It showcases your um, lack of understanding and lack of competency around certain things. And let me, and let me flip that a little bit too, um, Melvin, your question. Uh, your question is, should there be a pl- place where no one says anything uh, where where someone should there be a time where you don't have the space to let me, yeah let, yeah let me ref, let me put it a better way is there ever an instance where a closing a door should be allowed closing the door to conversation <clears throat> oh absolutely yes yes yeah absolutely I'm gonna protect my peace I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk to somebody that is just vastly ignorant and not willing to engage so my thing is this I can have a dialogue with anybody but I'm not gonna debate with nobody. So I can have a dialogue with you, but I'm not going to debate you because at the end of the day, a debate, nobody is, we're not getting anywhere. But if you're open to dialogue, absolutely. But otherwise, yeah, we can close doors. That's very simple. Absolutely. I think we have the ability to close doors, but for that individual who's afraid to open up a door, I, I would, I would, I would, I would dare you to venture to walk through that door and be able to have the conversation that you've been dying to have, because there are some men who will in their mind, like I mentioned before, will play out the whole situation and will say, well, you know what? I probably shouldn't have this uh, this conversation. I'm going to just close the door anyway without even trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do believe there that those individuals should should reconsider, hey, man, the door ain't closed and no one closed it except for you. And you might be missing out on the opportunity for you to to gain some peace that you didn't have. However, I I can wholeheartedly relate to what what Lace just said as far as like, um, but if I but if I don't deem this nece- this conversation necessary, I'm gonna go ahead and keep my peace and go ahead and uh and keep it. Uh, case in point, I got a uh, instance that happened at work some time ago. A coworker low key snaked me on a project, um, and took over and all this type of stuff. Blah 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 blah. They come to me like two months later and it's like, you know what? do you have any feedback for me about anything that, you know, uh, about our work experience? I said, I am good. Cause you know why? I don't even, I I don't even want, I don't even want to have this type of relationship with you. Cause one, 
this ain't going to be my forever job. <laughs> this ain't going to be my forever job. We ain't going to spend, and we might spend eternity after this life together if you know who Jesus is. However, um, <laughs> yo, hey. maybe, maybe, yo, but, yo. but let me tell you this yo. right now, it, it's, we're not going to spend the rest of our life on this side of heaven together. So because I don't necessarily value our relationship and our interaction that much. Now, this is not something I've said out loud. I'm saying this all internally. I'm not going to pursue this opportunity to share how I feel and I'm not suffering in silence. And so therefore I'm at peace and I, I dare not to steer up my, my peace in order to talk to you right there. I'm sorry. What was you about to say, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I was trying on so this hard side of heaven. Troy, just, Troy just cussed folk out on this side of heaven. On without this side of heaven bro. You know what, you hey. know what Troy, you know what Troy sounded like when he said that lace? So he was like, yeah, we might see each other in the next lifetime if you know who Jesus is. If you know who so Jesus look, is. So basically, he was, you ever seen that, uh, I don't know if it's an Instagram or TikTok video, this African pastor who was like, if you get to heaven and you don't see me there, you have gone to hell. You've gone to hell. <laughs> hey, low-key, Troy might be that dude that's that, that walk in the pearly gates and be turn around. I know you fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it a stack for you. That has was that is what has been something that's brought me some peace. That has really seriously brought me peace. I oh, I I don't I, I I've I've come to the conclusion that some people that host, who are supposed to be close to me, supposed to be brothers, who don't want to act like that, that is fine. Mm-hmm. I can't control your actions. But I can I can control my response and my interaction with you. That's a fact. Yeah, and for sure. and and for because sure. I because I can't control you, and I know I can't put hands on you without going to court and um being sent to jail. My best my best way of interacting with you is not to do so. And we may spend eternity in heaven together, brother. But I I have no desire to do so, even if we get there. Close this out tonight. What are some what are some words or advice that y'all would give to the men out here who may not be, you know, as vocal about their suffering or maybe feeling a lot of the stuff that, you know, we've discussed tonight. Obviously from the messages we read, we've heard a lot about, you know, how those men feel. But what would be some some words that y'all would give them? Because it seems, you know, much like myself, that y'all are more in tune with not suffering in silence and are more self aware to be able to have those conversations. You know, and take on those things. So, what would you say to someone who's maybe not there yet? Uh, first thing I would say is uh, give your um, whenever you're going through an emotional um, uh, battle or you're wrestling with something, a thought that is just uh, just on your mind, very heavy. Give yourself the grace and time to mm-hmm. let your emotions and your thoughts be processed and to be filtered. Um, as much as you can and try to gain vocabulary to to place around your um, to be able to articulate how you feel. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're, you're going to end up saying something that you, you shouldn't say or you're not going to say anything at all. So my, my whole thing is, you know, if you are a person who is suffering in silence, um, a man who is suffering in silence, you know, uh, take the time to articulate your um, to articulate, you know, how you feel, not an argument how you feel 
how what 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 are you being um what are you going through and then on top of that um um uh wait for the opportunity to be able to be able to share that thought with clarity with the individual you're trying to share with you know there there's never going to be um uh the best time to share but there's always a better time to share. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's sitting on the toilet and you're trying to have a conversation with them there, that's not a good time. There's a better time than that. But there's especially for me, especially for me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But there is a, there, there always will be better times, but there's never going to be a best time. So at the Mm -hmm. moment that you find a, 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 a better time, go ahead and take the opportunity and share how you feel. Yeah. As I stated earlier, uh, piggybacking off of Troy, I think time, place and manner is major. I would also tell individuals to know who you are. So um, one thing that I've done here recently that I was challenged to do is to write a definition of myself. Mm. Um, And that's something that um, I'm working through as far as like writing a definition of myself. So when people come at me, they know, look, this is the definition of me. So this is what it is. (laughs) This is what it boils down to. This is how I engage. This is how I interact. But also you might um, explore writing down your thoughts as well instead of trying to formulate it um, from from a mental standpoint and just spitballing it. Write it down, and that way you can actually go back and address it like, look, um, this is the emotion that I felt when this was brought to me, how it was brought to me, et cetera. Um, And that way you can have some sound talking points that you don't get off track or go down a rabbit hole and allow other things or other trauma to come into play in whatever you're dealing with um, at that moment. And Lace, let me add this, this one thing to what Lace just said. There is a formula. Uh, there is a formula to be able to share how you feel. And I really wish I would have found that formula today. But some of the things that as far as like sharing your thoughts and stuff, one, do not come with the intent to try to hurt someone. That is that's definitely not, you know, one of the things you want to do. Uh, second of all, you want to express how someone's actions made, made how they made you feel versus um, versus um, I don't know what the opposite of that is. But, you know, when <laughs> I when I observed you do this, this is how I felt versus you made me feel like this. Like, no, they didn't necessarily make you feel like that, like the intentions to doing it. But when you did this, this is how I felt. Um, and there's some other things to that formula too. Maybe we can throw a, a, a link in a, in a, in a hashtag or something in there. So I'll say it like this, uh, create the spaces that you want, uh, instead of waiting for someone else to give you the opportunity mm-hmm. to be free, um, continue to, uh, make spaces that you want. So even if you feel like no one's listening, even if you feel like no one's hearing you, even if you feel like things aren't changing at the moment, continue to speak the truth. Um, continue to talk about those things. Continue to um, get it off of your chest. Don't give up so easily. You know, men have a tendency to try something one time, and if it doesn't work out, we quit on it mm-hmm. um, or we give up before we see the fruits of the labor. So I would say to, you know, keep telling your truth, keep going at it, and then give it time. Give it time to work yourself out and show up and don't give up so easily uh, because, you know, despite what we talk about, it's not necessarily someone else's responsibility to make us free. Yeah. You know, so it's our responsibility to to take a, take control of our own freedom. So I would just say to stop stop living in the shackles of fear, uh, fear, shame, and, and, and all the other things that come along with, you know, how people may be presented. And then stay true to who you are. Um, I know it's hard to do that, especially you know, as men, because, you know, it was mentioned 
that people will weaponize the information against you or they mm-hmm. will try to, you know, emasculate you and make you feel like, you know, you're something you're not, you know, stand true in your, in your truth, man. Like, if you know you're not sensitive, just because someone's trying to say you're sensitive or deflect because you're talking about something that is true and they maybe just don't want to deal with it, you know, continue to stand firm. Continue to stand firm on that. Um, yeah, because... That's all this stuff, bro. This, this is a bigger problem. Than, all good, than, all know. good. Because this is a, this is a definitely a bigger problem than, than most people know. And I, I, the reason why I encourage the men to do that is because I would almost bet money that for a lot of men, the people around them probably don't even know what they're dealing with. You know, and if they were to hear about it, they'd be shocked, you know. Uh, and it's it's kind of that extreme that y'all talked about. If you hold on to something long enough, it'll show up in other ways. You know, yeah, whether it's suicide sure. or a violent act against somebody else. And then people wonder, like, I didn't. I never even knew they were like that. Or someone, right, you know, takes right. their own life and then people are like, what, what made them do that? Or, you know, all these things. It's just like, because we never get past that 20 minutes that Troy was talking about, you know, we, we, we end up in these situations. So create the spaces that you want to see or have, not even necessarily see, but create the spaces that you want to have. Y'all got anything else, man, before we get to this thing, you know, holiday? Nah, man, it's been real. Thank y'all boys, man. I would add, um, Getting some literature, um, educate yourself on mm-hmm. emotional intelligence uh, before you can, you know, try to rationalize or make order of the things around you. You got to be able to have some order within yourself. And so most men in regards to describing how they feel, they say disrespected, angry, annoyed or frustrated. Those are all secondary emotions. And so you got to be able to dig deep, figure out, you know, what the initial transgression was, you know, so you can figure out what you really feel. Um, just get some good literature, you know, do some research online, um, study, learn yourself, take a couple of personality tests, um, and take the time and the emotional investment to learn about who you are. And to add to that, apply it, read it and apply it. That's the other piece. Um, one thing that always jumps out at me is that discipline can be uncomfortable, but it's what it, what leads to freedom. So discipline leads to freedom. And that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? It can be uncomfortable, but it leads to freedom. Hey, bro, we might need to get one of them uh, air horns for the podcast. So whenever, <laughs> whenever somebody drops something, it'll be like, bam, 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 bam. That was really Don good. Don DeMarco. Marco. Don DeMarco. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, man. Either at the table. <laughs> or you on the menu. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hey, man. Hey man, but as always, man, I've enjoyed talking with y'all, man. I feel like these these episodes are getting better and better, man. I feel like the content is getting richer and richer. I feel like we're really getting into the, the meat of this thing. Um we call it manhood, man. So I, I know that we got Thanksgiving this week. We probably won't, you know, talk to each other too much. We'll be too busy. We want for a second to go help us a property cash flow and stuff like that. Hey bro. Um, <laughs> Shay. Hey bro. I'm <laughs> Shay right now. But I, but I, I'll fight y'all over, a, over a pot of my grandma's broccoli casserole. Hey, bro, you ain't got to fight. You can have it, bro. You no fights. You can have it. <laughs> no quarrel from us. Hey, well, well, listen, listen here. Since you're doing post and surveys and stuff online. That should be a survey. Put on, put on there. Hey, the survey question is: What should not be on the menu? Put that on. Not be on the menu for Thanksgiving, bro. Bro, Broccoli casserole. Are y'all serious? Broccoli casserole.
I've never heard a person mm-hmm. say that they were looking forward to the broccoli casserole. Especially a person of color. Especially a person of color. That's because because y'all pe- y'all's peoples can't cook. And I'm s i am I hate to be the one to bear it, the bad news. Hey, boy. if they can't I cook because they ain't making the broccoli casserole, that is okay with me. Hey, ben, I'm good do, with do me a favor to do me a favor to Troy, since we talk about people who can't cook on Thanksgiving Day. After you used your uh, sectional plate to get your food, no, don't do, don't do me, don't do me, don't do me Look, like that, bro. After you do that, take a picture of your plate. We gonna pass around in the group chat. We gonna take votes on who had the best plate. Well, matter I, of fact, that could be a poll. Could we? Could you not post it? On, who who on the got the better there? plate? Yeah, who yeah, got the better plate? Yeah, for sure. Now, now, let me say this right now. I will not be having broccoli casserole this. On oh, Thanksgiving, I won't. I won't be having it. God, I won't be having it until Christmas. Because <laughs> is horrible. Because for my family, when I go to eat with my family, that's the thing that I love to have. Yo, am I the only one who judges people's Thanksgiving plates when they post them on the internet, bro? I'm hey, no, it's, it's, a why, it's a lot of judgment. It's a lot of judgment. It's hey, a lot of hey, Lace, I don't know if you Lace, I don't know if you remember the cacao chat. Don't, do <laughs> don't do it, bro. Don't do it, bro. Don't do it, Drew. Don't do it, Drew. Don't do it, Drew. Hey, but I did feel bad about that joke afterwards. And I did apologize. Hey. <laughs> but I definitely be judging people's plates when they post it. Hey, Lace, I'll real. never forget that for the rest of my life, bro. <laughs> mail, mail. Yam swimming. Bread dry. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, uh, all right, yo. Hey, hey, look, it's been real, y'all. Uh, oh man, if you stuck with us this long, man. We appreciate it, man. As always, like I always say at the end of these episodes, like, follow, and subscribe, man. Do us a favor, leave us a review. Uh, whether you listen on Apple or Spotify, leave us a review so we know how we doing, man. Keep giving us feedback so we can make a better podcast for you. Um, and with that being said, man, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. You boys, man, as always, we out. <laughs> <laughs>